For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast brought to you by Social Media Examiner. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'm going to be joined by Tyler Brimblecombe, and we're going to talk about how to show up authentically on TikTok. And I'm here to tell you, you can be imperfectly yourself And I think if that resonates with you, the idea that I can just be me and it can work really well on TikTok, then I think you're going to absolutely love what we talk about in today's episode. By the way, I am at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter slash X. And if you're new to this podcast, be sure to follow this show so you don't miss any of our future content. Let's transition over to this week's interview with Tyler Brimblecombe. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Tyla Brimblecombe. If you don't know who Tyla is, she is a TikTok strategist and founder of Styla Socials, a company that specializes in coaching creators. Tyla, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hi, excellent, Mike. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm super excited that you're here and today... Tyler and I are going to talk about how to show up authentically on TikTok. And before we go there, I would love to hear your story, your backstory. How'd you get into TikTok? Start wherever you want to start. Yeah. Okay. So loaded question, but we'll go back to probably as far as I can remember first using social media. And that was in 2012. So that's when I first started high school, grade eight. I remember sitting in my locker room with a bunch of my friends at the time, and we all downloaded Instagram together, got our handles right. And we just started having a bit of fun on there. And from that point, uh, from probably grade eight throughout high school, we started having some social interactions. There were school dances and we'd all get together and we'd wear costumes and all dress up. And I was always kind of the one behind the group photos and curating, you know, move this, do this. And I've always had that creative direction sort of eye and really, really enjoyed that. And then going into school as well. I have a sister, she's four years older than me, who has also been big in the social media world. So we kind of shared that love together of just curating things and stuff like that. Going through out school, halfway through, I ended up changing schools and did some dancing on the side where I like wanted to, with my friends that dance, do a lot of photography and like videography behind the scenes as well. So that sort of translated through out of school. Going into the end of high school, I ended up getting an opportunity to go overseas for my dancing. And that was with my family, not competitively, just for fun. That was my first taste of being out of Australia and being like in the States. We went to LA, New York, Florida, Texas, and danced all over the place. But from that point, I I was like, you know what? 
I love America. I got a lot of photos during that period. Loved putting them on Instagram, curating, just making them really, really pretty and fun and really documenting the experience. I sort of fell in love with it and I was like, you know what, I'm going to live here one day. I'll come back to this part of the story because it's going to be relevant. But there was one part of the trip specifically where we did like a Hollywood house tour. And I remember looking at all the beautiful houses and I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is something that I might want to do in my lifetime and sell real estate. So we get back home. I'm in my last year of high school. Um, my sister, like I mentioned, we are like this. She ended up moving away. So I didn't really have anyone there, but our sort of um, one of our like little things that we do together is like we'd watch like million dollar listings LA and like look at all the property. And that was a big thing. And I translated that being like, okay, I want to get into real estate. So I went out of school and I got straight into real estate. And it's funny because when I got into it, I was an assistant to one of the agents there. And I was capturing a lot of behind the scenes social media content. And he was really up with the times. He was really fun. He really loved getting into social, probably a lot more so before it was really big within the real estate industry, especially for like Instagram and Facebook. Not so much TikTok, but it all started with Instagram. And I was jumping on stories. He was encouraging me to walk around the property and do like a bit of a house tour and talk about the open home times and how many people we had come through. And he was really encouraging with that. And this is around 2017 as well. I got exposed to a lot of self-development um, opportunities as well. So we had some guest speakers in, James Clear, who also had uh, does Atomic Habits. He ended up speaking at one of the events, and that was probably like my first taste of self-development. Again, capturing a lot of that content, bringing people on for the journeys when I'm going on these conferences and stuff like that. And there was a period where a lot of that translated to me realizing that a lot of the things that I was doing behind the scenes, my daily habits, maybe the people I was spending time with, were potentially hindering where I wanted to go professionally long term, which in real estate, I kind of went through like my party girl era. And I think also being quite young, I was in this really professional industry where I was with high level agents and doing a lot of social media for them. Again, not I wasn't hired to be in that role. That's just sort of like what I fell into. And then also having this party young girl who hadn't really traveled a lot, didn't really have a lot of life experience besides just going from school to real estate. I was kind of in this, these like wars between like what I really wanted to, did I want to be really young and like party and have all the fun or did I want to go along this professional career and kind of have that professional development go, go forth really quickly. And it ended, I ended up moving out alone in my own place, had some space and it was a beautiful place. And I also loved taking a lot of content, posting my reflections. I got into journaling and I started to grow a little bit of a social media presence just on my personal page. First sharing like journal prompts and mindset and self-development. People also really invested in my real estate journey, being so young and working with quite high profile properties and, and having a lot of exposure that way. But I, I just posted one day on my stories. I was like, hey guys, this is different to what I usually do. I'm going to start sharing mindset stuff just as I learn and as I grow and you guys can learn with me. That went on for about a year and a half. And I really like still love the real estate industry. But around the time when COVID happened, we weren't able to go into as many properties as much. And I just sort of felt this calling to want to do a little bit more, right? So I didn't know what I wanted to do posting on social media, I had a few people reach out. And at this point, like, I didn't really know this was a thing, but say like, Hey, like, would you do like mindset coaching? Would you do some sort of like spirituality coaching? And I, and I was like, Oh, like that's, that's an option. I don't know. Maybe I didn't really have faith in going full fledged with that just yet. So I ended up going, you know what, I'm going to go on the Australian defense force. I'm going to be a dog handler in the air force. 
I ended up getting through like the final rounds of that process. Around that time, my sister had a wedding and she was getting her hair done. And I sometimes on occasion went to like behind the scenes and helped her with some of her social media content. She has been a, an influencer slash content creator for probably about eight years. And I kind of was like her sidekick a lot of the time when she ended up coming back home. So she had a wedding, came back home. I was there one day creating some content while she was getting her hair done. And her hairdresser turned to me and said, oh, I, I need someone to manage my socials. Would you ever want to do that? And I was like, manage socials? Like, what do you mean? She's like, social media management. And I was like, that's like a thing? Like, I didn't really know. I, I hadn't, hadn't really been exposed to that before besides just posting little fun things on my story and for my work at the time. So I went home, very spur of the moment thing. Like real estate was my bread and butter. I absolutely loved it. But I also, like I said, sort of felt like there was something there that I wanted to do a little bit more with. I think I looked up to the sky and I asked for a sign and I said something about a blue butterfly, like show me a blue butterfly, I ended up seeing something. And I just made a call and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go full fledged. I have no idea about this social media management stuff. Called my boss. I was like, hey, two weeks resignation. I'm just going to make something out of nothing. I was sitting in the living room with my mom at the time because I was living back with my parents. I moved back to decide that I was going to pursue this full time. And I said, like, what would be a cool idea for a business name? And she's like, oh, Tyler, you know, I like alliteration. I kind of always have. And she was Styla, Styla Socials. And I was like, that actually kind of has a ring to it. So from there, started my business. I know it's not this way for a lot of people, but this was my experience. I just posted a couple of squares on Instagram with this new Styla Socials handle, a couple of like testimonials from my sister's colleagues and, and things that she'd worked with, even her, because I helped her with some of her social media content. And I started having some inquiries for Instagram management. And that was just me posting off the back of my knowledge, what I knew previously, how, how my experience having engagement and things on Instagram and just helping people behind the scenes. So I was pretty booked out quite quickly on Instagram. And look, I like curated things. I like doing a, doing a nice feed and, and, and having you know great call to actions and hooks and just making it really engaging and fun and attention grabbing for the right people. Also going in and doing like a couple of photos behind the scenes for some clients as well. But with that, TikTok was a pretty big thing. And, and besides just dabbling on there and doing some fun trends and some dances at the time, I hadn't done anything on there professionally. But I was like, you know what? Like, let's just see if I could translate any of this Instagram management stuff onto TikTok. So I started talking about it, just how to, how to talk to the camera better and really get your message across and how to reach the right people, hashtags and, and all the superficial stuff that's still really important. But talking about that on a lot larger of a scale back then, SEO and video formats and all that sort of stuff. and then. I started seeing a couple of transitions. So I started having fun with that, doing some before and afters with makeup. People asked how I was doing them. And honestly, I just really fell into this ball of just having a lot of fun learning as I learning as I go. No pressure, no direction, no, oh, I, like, this is my goal. I want to get to A. I was just kind of testing and trialing with different things along the way. Through that, I grew a pretty big social media presence on TikTok. I think it was zero to 200K within about nine months or something like that. Like it was pretty quick off the back of that. Had a few people say, hey, you grew your TikTok pretty quickly. How do you do it? I started doing a, a couple of free coaching sessions, 30-minute coaching calls too, and just sharing a couple of really simple, actionable, tangible suggestions that people could implement. A few that translated that really, really well to their content blew up. And from there, I just started posting TikTok growth strategies and, and really just how to talk to the camera a lot better and make something out of nothing if you feel as though you have nothing special to share. Because really... I just fell into this along the way. There was no like, oh, I knew exactly what I was doing here. But through my own self-development journey and, and really going like, what are my strengths? What do I actually love? 
how can I help people? Because that's sort of like what I've always really done and being good at, especially behind the camera, not so much in front of it. But yeah, just just putting myself out there and helping others do the same. That's kind of how I landed into doing what I'm doing today. Very cool. So there are plenty of creators and marketers listening right now that are maybe not focused on TikTok. Maybe they're more on Instagram like you were in the early days. What do you want to say to them as to why they might want to pay attention to TikTok? Mm, I love this question. With TikTok, it is a lot less curated than Instagram, right? And I love it when people say to me, oh, like, I'm not on TikTok yet. I'm on Instagram. And I'm like, okay, short form video. You might be talking to the camera in terms of like on Instagram stories. But I even say, if you're talking to the camera on Instagram stories, you could save those Instagram stories without a watermark and put them on TikTok. Like the way that you speak to people on Instagram stories, you talk to people and you post those videos on TikTok. Longer form video where people can get to connect to you more, um, get to hear more of your story. Because for the most part, if you are focusing on IG reels, and that's amazing, and short form video is amazing, especially strategically implemented on TikTok, because it's definitely not how it used to be in 2021. There is so much opportunity for people to get to know you more, for people to see how you stand out compared to others within your industry, your niche, uh, your realm of expertise. And it really does just add that personalized humanized approach where you can just get to know a little bit more about someone and really feel who they are through the screen rather than just text on screen with a trending audio or squares on on Instagram that is a little bit more perfected and curated. So it's just a great opportunity for people to get to see more about you. Very cool. I know that you have your own strategy that you've come up with through this trial and error and obviously all the experiences that you've had. So let's lay it out. Where do we start if we want to show up, if you will, authentically on TikTok? So this, I feel like goes against the grain with a lot of what people talk about. But off the back of sharing this, it has really helped a lot of creators, especially people who already have this preconceived notion of how TikTok is and how to use it, how to work for the algorithm, chase the algorithm. I don't want you to do that. So first and foremost, avoid the for you feed at all costs. That is one of like, if, if I'm working with any clients and I recommend this to all people, if you come to my TikTok page, it's going to be one of the first messages you see, avoid the for you feed. Why? Because a lot of people spend time looking at inspiration, scrolling for their next best content idea, going to do market research. Look, there is a level of that actually working if you can step away and go, how can I take inspiration from the style of hook they, that they use? What actually drew my attention into this video? But what a lot of people do when they fall into is they go, oh, I'm just looking for research. And when they go to pull up the camera and talk to the camera and go to post something on TikTok, it looks like an accumulation of the last 10 people that they saw and took a couple of notes of. And that's how you're not going to stand out. So you, I recommend avoiding the for you feed at all costs. And whether that's spending a bit of time on your own, doing some journaling. And like, I, I have some prompts every now and then that um, I'll share on my TikTok as well that people can can go and journal on. Even if it's things like, you know, what is one truth that is relevant to you today that might help someone else? Like little things like that can get you so much further ahead and make you stand out so much more rather than scrolling for inspiration on the For You feed. Okay, real quick, just so I get the understanding of this. I think what I'm hearing you say is if you get sucked into the For You feed, you might feel this sense that you have to be perfect, right? Or you have to model other people and say it the way that they say it. And then all of a sudden you're not, you're not you, right? So it's kind of like in the early days where people were acting like they were television anchors, you know, cause they thought that's how you had to talk. Right. And we learned that's not how yeah. people talk right when they're on social. Yeah. Yeah. And like a lot of this comes down to like 
how do you actually have conversations with a client? If you are taking clients, how do you have conversations with a friend? Who are you talking to every single day? And like, how do you actually approach those conversations? TikTok is a lot more conversational. And that's why I say it's very similar to Instagram stories because you can be a little bit more relaxed there. But yeah, like you really want to get clear on every time you go to create, and this is why I don't want you to focus on the for you feed is because you might get your points from other people. But what are the points that are authentic to you? What are things that you genuinely care about? Because passion translates, right? And you lose a bit of your passion and even your purpose by trying to replicate what everyone else has done because you feel like that's the only way to succeed when in actual fact, it's not. And I feel like a lot of people look for proof in going, you know what, will I want to do this? Well, I need proof that it actually works before I try. And that's a really big mistake that I see. So yeah, there's, there's so much more to it, but, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but uh, just avoiding the for you feed is super, super important and really getting clear on like the what behind the video that, that you're wanting to share anyway. And pen to paper is so much better than scrolling on the for you feed. If you're going to scroll, scroll with like a pen <laughs> and then turn pages. But yeah, that's getting really clear on like the what and the why of your video rather than approaching the for you feed is really important. So do you have any tips on how if we're not going to get inspiration from the for you page? And let's just say we're sitting down with a piece of paper, right? And you mentioned the what and the why a little bit. Tell us a little bit more. Give us a little bit of insight. Like if I'm going to maybe drive my car out in the middle of nowhere with a pad and a piece of paper, like what kind of things should I be writing, you know, looking for ideas? So with this, you want to be using things that have either recently happened to you, things that you've recently gone through, experienced, um, that you're currently talking about. Like I said, the conversations that you have with the people around you, I find can be your biggest and greatest source of inspiration because you're always speaking your truth to those people as, as long as you're, that's who, who you are speaking to. But again, like whether you have clients, whether that's friends and families, how can you spark up more conversations? That's probably a really, really important one. You obviously this is a really common one, but talking about your passions, I said passion translates because it's true. And I'll always come back to the simplicity of focusing on those things. And, and that can be even broken down. It's like, what's one thing you've recently tried that you absolutely loved that you could get on camera and share? Was it like a new, was it a new style of clothing? Was it a specific platform that you used in your business that's new? And you're like, wow, like this is actually a game changer for me. Like things that you love that you can put like emphasis on being like, yeah, like you got to try this. And also, storytelling and, and I'll touch on this very briefly because I feel like it sometimes gets overcomplicated but stories can be really really impactful and help you branch off into creating a lot of different content ideas so what people think storytelling is and like they think like, oh like tell a story people might go oh like I don't really have any like big stories like I don't really know what to share you don't need to be thinking about like a three-year transformation like a three-year process like oh I was doing this and now I'm x y z and it could be a completely different transformation but I think of like tell micro stories about your day like it could be, I decided to not have my phone while I was eating breakfast this morning and I tasted my toast differently for the first time in two years. And like, you can tell a story around like how that made you feel. And like one little thing that you'd recommend to someone else, like next time you have breakfast, like don't use your phone. And like, think of micro things that you do every single day that might translate to people off the screen, things that you do off the screen that you can bring on because that's how you're connecting more to human as well and things and, and relatable pieces that people can really connect with too. You know, it's intriguing because so much of what we're talking about here is relevant for the written word as well. Like I was just uh, last week, we, we had our employees at a retreat on the water in San Diego and we were all ushered into a room after dinner and the chairs were in a circle and there was a woman in her 60s who said, everybody come in. 
And she taught us how to tap on our knees and to get a beat. And then we picked up a kazoo. We couldn't remember how to use a kazoo, but eventually we realized we got to hum into the kazoo. And then we picked up a ukulele. And by the end of the entire thing, we were all playing instruments and singing Yet we're not a company that's known for singing, right? And then at the very end, Jess said, you know, when you're a child, which is who she's used to teaching, creating and experimenting comes naturally. But as an adult, for whatever reason, we forget about this kind of stuff because someone told us we're not a musician or we're not of this and we're not of that. And her moral of her story was to teach us to let your inner child out, right? So I just told the story that I had wrote about this weekend on my social profiles, but could have just as easily been something on TikTok, right? Yeah, 100%. And that is a perfect example because who thinks to, to, to talk about those things, right? You experience them. And it really is important to revisit back to, like you said, like the things that we did as a child and maybe any blocks that we were coming through. Maybe, maybe you even want to journal on that and like think about like what you want to express and share from those experiences, right? But that is a perfect example. And again, even breaking it down even smaller, everyone has things that they can take out of their day to share. Again, that's a, an example that paints a really big picture, but even getting more specific like than that and, and micro than that, I suppose, is a really good one as well. But yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. That's, that's really, really important. Okay. So step one is really to come up with, I'm summarizing what you've told us, you know, avoid the for you feed, figure out, you know, what is your purpose for making these videos? Who are you talking about and why? And figure out a way to share everyday things that have happened to you recently, because those things, especially if you start looking for them, I know you didn't say this, but they're all around us, aren't they? Always, always. And we're trying to find something that is really groundbreaking or out of the box where it like people and what actually really lands is the stuff that no one's talking about, which is the simple stuff, the simple things that we do every single day. Love that. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. Okay. So what's the next part of your strategy? With this, it really depends on creator to creator, but Depending on how confident you are talking to the camera, a lot of the, the people that do come to me are looking to work on talking to the camera. So what I recommend, because what some people say is, you know, like, oh, like I post talking videos on camera, but they don't land or, you know, like they, they just aren't as effective. I don't get the engagement after putting all the work in. And I say, well, obviously there's a disconnect there. Maybe it does need to be you getting a little bit more experience up. You can by all means post a, a lot more content on TikTok and actually have those, those videos live. But what I say is like, if you're wanting to get the reps in, and that's a very common phrase, you'll hear me say in my content, get the reps in. If you're wanting to do that, like, don't forget that not every video needs to be posted. I actually still do this to this day, especially if I am in a bit of like a creative funk where I've gone away for a couple of days and I've been away from the camera and I'm like, you know what? I got to get my groove back. I will pull out my camera and I'll just, I'll be again, like having breakfast or I'll be doing my makeup and I'll just be sitting there and I'll just share something that's on my mind just to get the creative juices flowing. And you don't have to, I guess, like keep those recordings either. They can go in the bin if you don't have enough storage and, and just getting as many different elements of practice in. Are you sitting in your car? Where are you most comfortable filming, testing and trialing different locations and really getting that habit in of like, you can like, people think creating like three videos a day is tough. And I understand that for someone that does not have the experience doing it. But when you do allow yourself or even set three times throughout the day being like, I'm going to 
force prom- like impromptu me like when my time goes off I'm pulling out the camera and I'm going to try and talk for 60 seconds I don't care how many ums ahs buts bleh, all the filler words they can be in there but you learn and you improve through experience and that's what a lot of people aren't willing to do or give themselves time to do because when they post those videos on TikTok they do get distracted by the numbers and they see that the reach or the engagement isn't what they hoped or feel as though they deserve. And sometimes when you take that pressure away and just get, it could be 15 days, it could be seven days of focusing on really just post, uh, uh, sorry, recording, but not posting that can really help to get your experience of love. So when you do post, it's higher quality content, you're clearer on, and you're more confident on your content creation abilities. And then you can also just improve from there. Couple questions with TikTok. Yes. Do you recommend recording in TikTok or do you recommend just recording on your standard camera and then saving it in drafts and later editing it? What's your thoughts on that? Mike, this is my favorite question. And I get asked this a lot recently because I found a bit of a secret sauce in how to work smarter, not harder, where you can really repurpose your content. So I'll touch on that a little bit as well. What I recommend, and this is like my universal golden rule for everyone because the people and the clients that I have suggested do this the results that they've seen off the back of being consistent with it has been mind-blowing. And I will give you an example after this if you'd like. I recommend you record everything to your Photos app. So pull out your camera on your iPhone, whatever you have, and I want you to record everything. So if you're doing a talking to camera piece, I think where a lot of people go wrong on Instagram or TikTok is, you know, that they kind of take that pause to press the record button and they stop it when they speak. And it kind of breaks that natural element of like you actually talking and being in a creative flow. So what I recommend you do, you do front camera or back camera. Neither is right or wrong. I personally use back camera a lot. I've gotten in the habit of doing that. And I recommend if you can to work towards that in the future. How do you do that when you're in selfie mode? Do you just flip it around and you're just used to knowing how to angle it or whatever? Look, I've got to come up with a bit of a hack. I always record in front of a floor to ceiling window. Ah. In every property that I've been in, I've always sat in like on the floor, cross-legged. I'm a floor sitter. So you could use a mirror too, right? You could use a mirror. Yeah. Otherwise, I just see the reflection in the in the window, okay. to be honest. It, it, I always have to squint a little bit, but it, but it does work for me. And and if, if not that, if I don't have a mirror, um, which you can actually purchase on Amazon now, like these little mirrors that can stick behind, which are really useful. Everyone go and check it out. If not that, you might just kind of just like test and try and like maybe pop your head around to see if it works. But that's what I recommend doing. And even more specifically, once you hit the record button, do not press stop. I don't care if it's a four, five, six minute video and you cut it down to being one minute 30. Great. You can use that as a little bit of an experiment to see, okay, where did I get stuck here? right? And also, if you do get stuck, you have that humanized element where in maybe a conversation, you would take a breath to pause and you'd sit there and you'd kind of go, rather than really disrupting that pattern and pressing record and pressing and, and just having that flow and that rhythm. And it makes the uh, the editing process a little bit easier as well, because you can see what is really naturally coming, what you need to cut, trim, and it just looks a lot neater long-term. Okay. Just a couple clarifying questions here. So we're using our phone and we're pulling out the photo app or whatever, and we're just hitting video and we're doing it either in selfie mode or reverse camera mode. And we're just going to say what we want to say. And if we don't like it, we're just going to re-edit, re-say it right there on the spot, right? Because we can always edit it out later. That's what I'm really hearing you say, right? Yeah. And you might want to say it three, four, five times. Like, look, I stumble a lot and, and there will be little parts, even if I do this process where I'll say the wrong word and I'll just correct it if I'm editing on TikTok and I'll just be like, oh, said the wrong word here. Ha <laughs> ha, lol. Like, and, and it's fine to have that in there because it's human. You can, if you really want to perfect it, but I really encourage you and you will see this a lot in my content. I will have those parts in there 
because it's what helps people connect to you more. So don't be afraid to, if even if you do like say, say a word a couple times, if you say it three or four times, you probably want to cut two. But I mean, if you do have less of a gap in between you saying the, the second thing again, keep it in there. It's fine. Test and trial. See what people like. That's what really, really works on TikTok and translates on TikTok because it is a lot more relaxed. This is not going to be easy for some people, but there's going to be situations that are going to happen where you're going to drop your phone or something's going to like a bug is going to fly in front of it, or you say something wrong or you start laughing because you screw up. I mean, do you recommend kind of sometimes leaving that stuff in? Yeah, I do. 100%. And to be honest, this is where you, you might even have a couple of comments being like, oh my gosh, ha ha ha, that bug. I've just got a new puppy and she comes and sometimes like sits on my lap or scratches my arm. And every now and then, like I could re-record that because I am playing with her and I'm pushing her away. But people love that. Like it's fun. It's human, right? These are the things that happens to everyone. And it does really help people. Can I, it, It's just relatable. Like it's comfortable. It makes people feel comfortable because you feel like you are there with them when those things happen. Very cool. Okay. So you suggested that eventually we get our reps in, right? You use that phrase, get your reps in. Not every video needs to be posted, but get our reps in. So let's talk about like a cadence or a process. Cause we may not be in a situation where we have the luxury of a beautiful uh, window and the lighting coming in from that window and the reflection, being able to see ourselves Maybe we're on an airplane or maybe we're shopping or whatever. Like, tell us about kind of the creative locations that make for possibly good spots to actually record. Okay. I love this question. And I like also just translating back to that. We might not always be in a beautiful location. Like when I started TikTok and I actually just posted a video about this. When I first started TikTok, I was sitting on the corner. Like I was still living with my parents. We're sitting on the edge of their bathtub. It was in front of a window, but again, the aesthetics are, it wasn't all, wasn't all pretty and fancy schmancy. Like it was very, very minimal, but I just made do with what I had at the time. And that's what I encourage a lot of people to do. They think that they have to have certain things in order to create like the best type of content, but just working with what you have. And I will talk about two things here. First of all, is just the talking to the camera element. You spoke about cadence. No matter where you are, if you're in the airport and you're doing a little selfie, I still recommend if you are really wanting to get the reps in, at least one talking to camera video a day is really important. Whether that is just one that you are like, I recommend at least one posted a day once you're really starting to get the ball rolling. Super, super important. But at the same time, like you said, like shopping, and if you if you are in, the, in an airplane, and I've actually done this, I recommend a lot of my clients do it. You can just pop your camera up and, and film some B-roll and add a voiceover over it later. Like, I think the first thing that people think of is, oh, B-roll, cut it into really short clips and put uh, a training audio over the top and then write that text on the screen. Yeah, that's a great way to do it. But I'm also all about A and B testing, finding what works for you. How can you stand out that little bit more? So that text on the screen that you were going to have as text on the screen, why don't you just record a voiceover saying that? Like, it's still that extra personalized approach, unique approach where someone's hearing your voice, which again, your voice is your difference say this on repeat because it really is. Real quick question on that. What if they don't know how to add audio over the top of B-roll? Let's say they filmed getting on the airplane and the airplane taking off and they sped it up or whatever, right? But how do they actually record the audio is what I'm asking. And then what, how do they, what tools allow them to layer the whole thing together? Gotcha. So with this, and this also goes back to the, to the last question as well about how I film and what I recommend doing. Once you have like all of your clips in uh, your camera roll, I use CapCut. I personally find it's the best. I know that TikTok and Instagram have their own editor now, and that's fabulous, but I just recommend doing it all on TikTok. Trim all of your clips up. That way you can have the blank video. I never recommend adding text or closed captions on CapCut. 
I recommend doing on whatever platform you're using. So say, for example, you might have a bunch of 10 to 15 second clips, maybe you've got 10 of them, and you put them onto CapCut, you may trim it down to maybe like a anywhere up to like 20 second video for this style of video, unless it's a little bit longer and you do have like a minute 30 where you have space to tell a little bit more of a story over the top. And then you can put the saved video, no voiceover, onto the platform. In this case, let's say it's TikTok. And then you can record the voiceover on TikTok. So it's just one button that's clearly visible. And then you do your your voiceover over the top of that and you post it. Got it. So in this particular situation, you can tell I'm not on TikTok, but I'm assuming this audio (laughs) that you're recording is like kind of like the equivalent of a music audio, right? It's just layers on top of it rather than just a video that was recorded with the audio in it. Is that kind of the difference of what I'm hearing you say? Yeah, 100%. And look, you can, like there is a space on TikTok where you can hit add sound. You can favorite them. You can, again, find your inspiration on the For You feed, but I don't really recommend that. And you you can do it that way. But again, when it comes to what you're actually posting on TikTok these days, I always focus on talking to camera first. Even if it's not direct piece to camera, it is voiceover. So you don't need to have an audio over the top of that. Some people may want that just because it helps to really set the mood and the tone of the video. But a lot of the time it's it's not necessary. Gone are the days where I, and I would never say this now, where I say, oh, add a trending audio behind your voiceover to get more reach. That was a really, really common thing a little while ago. And look, some people still do that. But I just say more so if you're going to add an audio over the top of your voiceover, to like set the tone, just do it for that. Don't don't go in, oh, what's going to get me the best reach if I use a trending audio over the back of it? It's just not something I recommend these days. Okay. Audio in general, when you're flipping the camera, I don't know if the audio source is smart enough to know which side you're on or whatever, but do you use, do you bring a little lapel mic with you or do you just talk directly to the camera or how do you handle the audio when you're actually filming and talking? Out in public, and I haven't done too much of this, but I do have a couple of little lapel mics, whether it's like a Rode, just something from Amazon. I've helped a a bunch of different people that do just hold a little lapel mic. I think sometimes it it can also be really fun if you're just like holding it rather than having it clipped on. Looks a little, it, it still is that extra level of like, okay, the production level on top of this is like one step higher than just talking to the camera as is. But if you're out in public, I think it's great to just hold one. Again, you can have something hidden. It depends on what you want your content to look like and what your audience is going to be receptive to. But otherwise, other than that, like if I'm recording like in my home or my clients are recording in their homes, I just say, you know, do a little test, see how the audio sounds. And off the back of that, if it sounds good, great. You don't need any other microphones or anything like that. But you really don't need all the the, the fancy stuff. You can just have your phone, a little space, and just talk to the camera. Even if you are out in public and you don't have a microphone, like don't let that stop you. Because sometimes the background noise, you being in real time, that can also be really magnetic because people go, wow, like they're just like recording in, in front of everyone. Like, wow, like that, like that's also like a, a really confident element that I don't see from a lot of people. And it can really stand out and just make people, again, feel more comfortable with you. Do you have any thoughts on whether you should remain stationary or experiment with moving around while you're talking? And what I mean by that is like walking and talking. This is a great question. And I want to take it back a little bit to like 2021 and like 2020, early 2022 here. The movement that you were talking about there, like whether you're walking or maybe like for me, I sometimes have my knee up or I'll have a coffee and I'll put it down. That really subtle, genuine, natural movement can, again, really help with that comfort level 
where it makes someone feel like they're on FaceTime with you. Or again, if they're walking and talking in the camera, if as long as you feel comfortable doing that and you look confident doing it, I think it's great. But when it starts, and again, get the reps in, you don't have to post everything. So maybe it may take you a little time to like build up and work towards that. But I think it's great. If you can do that and it looks natural and people can really tell that, again, you just feel confident doing that, awesome. You're going to stand out even more than just the person who might sit down by themselves and in front of a camera and just talking. Again, there's no right or wrong. It's just what works best for you. But I'd love to see people try a little bit more of that. Where it's differed from a couple of years ago, and some people still do this and it works and it's fine, but some people feel as though this is a necessity in terms of the movement elements and really keeping people like engaged and stimulated throughout the whole video. You no longer need those. And I, and I, again, I still see it and I think your audience would benefit from this, but I still see people edit their clips and do crazy transitions and maybe they'll like change directions in like their room and for each sentence that they say. And I just don't think it's necessary on TikTok. Again, it really does depend on what audience you have. But what I like to bring it back to is like, if you were having coffee with a friend, if you were sitting on a couch or somewhere with a friend in a really natural setting, like, again, this isn't going to work for everyone, but for a lot of people that I work with, a more laid back, chill approach is how to come across really well on TikTok. And it works for a lot of people because it does create that whole like FaceTime effect. So as long as it's natural movement, again, you might be on FaceTime while you're walking on the street. You might be telling someone some really crazy news. It's the same sort of thing. So I love that. And I definitely recommend it if you can work yourself up to being able to do that really confidently. So when we talk about humanizing your content, should we share problems and challenges that we're facing? I mean, because that's what friends do with friends, right? Like what's your thoughts on on how to not yeah. come across as scripted, I guess. Yeah, definitely. You can share your your problems and your challenges. But again, you don't want to be treating TikTok like a diary, like a like a per, like you don't want to be sharing everything. You want to make sure it's still relevant to yes, what's authentically happened to you, but like what is actually going to land with your audience as well. And that's why I say like what is something that you've maybe like overcome or what's something that you've recently had like a big revelation on. But even smaller and, and more fine-tuned than that, like just your isms. And the little funky bits of your personality that, again, you maybe might come through with a friend. Like for me, or sorry, the industry, you know, like I feel it's, there's a lot of like, go queen, yes, babe, like, and and, and things like that. I'm more of like a bro, bruh, dude, homie <laughs> kind of gal. Like, like that's kind of my language. And like, that's a really good example of like how you can really translate and humanize your content by bringing your little isms, your characteristics. I always say like signature phrases in lingo, like bring that into things that can really, really help. And the more that you repeat that, the more that you start to become known for that. Like if you think like uh, uh, it could be brands, it could be personal brands. They, they always have like a one liner and things that, that land with their audience. So little things like that. And you can have many, like you can have as many as you want, but as long as you keep on repeating them. And also body language is another big one. I talk with my hands quite a lot, but little things like that, what comes naturally to you? What do you actually do? And sometimes if I'm seeing a, a client or, or someone that's stiff on camera, because I, I do get people to send me their their reps. I'm like, send me your reps that you're not posting in. So I want I want three videos a day. I want five videos a day that you're not posting. I just want to see how you go. I might be like, just just shake off. Put put on like a little bit of music and just like just relax a little bit into it. Maybe do you want to have your knee up? Little things like that can really really help. Love it. Okay. So we've talked about this second part of your strategy, which is humanizing your content. Let's talk about the third part of your strategy. Again, this is probably one of the biggest things that I've brought in that has really landed 
with not just my audience, but my clients as well, and really allowed them to find what is authentically their voice, what they want to be consistent with long-term. And that is allowing yourself to have a 30-day test and trial period. So I call it the 30 TNT. That's the thing that I'm bringing into light at the moment, where you do just throw at the wall and see what grows flowers out of it. That's what I like to say. <laughs> and, and you really do just go, what the hell can I put out there? What do I enjoy doing? During this period, I don't want you to focus on numbers. You are not looking at the views. You are not looking at the engagement. Yeah, if you do have people comment and you feel called to respond because they are, you can see they are saying nice things. Yeah, you want to pour your energy into that for sure. But if things don't do well or don't perform well, or you know, oh, I thought this was going to go viral, but it didn't. Who cares? That's not the point of this. It's to see what you want to continue doing long term. First and foremost, you have to go, what do I actually enjoy? And I do have a 15-day content challenge that I run every now and then where I give you, you know, three weeks, five days a week worth of like one different way that you can talk to the camera and how to translate your authentic stories, your voice, the things you want to share, your skills, your expertise, your values, translate to the camera. And off the back of that, I have like a checklist where people go through and what did I like today? What do I not like about this? Where do I think that I can improve? And it's really just reflecting on every single video, not looking how it actually performed, but how you feel about it is really, really important. And that's the first thing that you look at. The second thing that you look at is obviously like, you know, like may- maybe what landed with your audience and what didn't. So first and foremost, what's really important is you trying as many different formats, different ways of talking to the camera, different ways of doing trends, because there are so many ways of each. And I can go into that if you want me to in, in a little bit more detail. Different voiceovers. There are different ways that you can do voiceovers. You just think the first one is just to have some clips together and, and do it. there are so many other ways. But you want to try just as many things as you can Go back on that 30-day period, reflect on every single one. Which ones did I like? Off the back of that, you go, what landed with the right people? Maybe what brought in the right kind of comments? What didn't land? And then third, like you, you want to be looking at the commonalities between each. So if you do find certain pieces of content landed, you might go, okay, well, here I asked a question at the start. Here there were actually analogies that I used every couple of sentences in, right? Or um, it might be maybe I used green screen for this. And you start to pick apart what really, really landed. And from there, you can just refine and go, okay, what are maybe three or four things I'd want to keep consistent with for the next 30 days? You don't want to take everything. And if you, if you love everything you did, that's great. That's amazing. But you still want to refine it to maybe three or four formats within the certain content pillars. And that's a whole other conversation. But you really do just want to be strategic about how you're showing up how frequently people are seeing you either talk about certain topics, whether it's in in the same light, what backgrounds do you have? Are you using green screen as a part of your strategy to have a photo to like really reel the right people in? Like different things like that, you do want to keep consistent with even for a 30-day period and then start to maybe swap one out. If you go, oh, this didn't really land. I want to try something different. Swap one out. Don't swap every single thing that you've just started working. Do one thing at a time. I love the idea of doing a 30-day kind of experiment, right? Where you're just trying a lot of things. And I would imagine it's going to be hard to go back and remember, how did I feel 30 days? I would imagine maybe we should put a spreadsheet together after we do it and say, how did I feel about that one, right? And then come back and maybe see how it delivered. You know what I mean? And then look for those commonalities. I love that about this because when you're experimenting, the whole point is, you know, they're not all going to work, right? You're intentionally trying new things so that you can find what lights you up and also lights up your audience, right? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And not, not enough people give themselves time to experiment. Like whether, and this is for the most experienced creators, especially people that are on platforms like Instagram, you come in with a preconceived notion of how you think things are going to work. Trust me. You don't know. 
no one really knows until you actually get up there and, and, and try it because you can translate what's worked well for other people. But that's how in 30, 60, 90, 120 days time, you're going to come back and be like, I don't know my voice on TikTok. So this is the perfect place for you, go, for you to experiment and find what your voice actually is and what you can keep consistent with long term. Love it. Because, you know, like if even if you if you go for 30 days and you think you have the strategy that's that's perfect for you and none of it works, you kind of are always going to have to come back to a test and trial period whether you like it or not, whether you realize you're doing it or not, you're always going to have to get there. So just get it out of the way in the early days. Tyla, if people want to discover more about you, where can they find you? I'm assuming on TikTok and or Instagram. And then also, is there anywhere you want to send them if they're interested in discovering more about your company? Yes. Look, just Styla Socials on TikTok and Instagram at the moment, S-T-Y-L-A Socials. If you're wanting to, to know a little bit more about me, you can, of course, email me as well at Tyla at StylaSocials.com. But otherwise, all new offers and updates. I will be having some really, really exciting things come into 2024, especially January. So if you're interested, keep an eye out. But yeah, otherwise than that, just keep up to date with all my socials. I give a lot of stuff away for free on there that's helped some creators have really, really crazy results. Tyla Brimblecombe, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your insights with us. We're better because of it. Thank you. Hey, if you missed anything, we took all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 588. If you're new to the show, be sure to follow us. If you've been a longtime listener, would you let your friends know about this show? I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter slash X. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.